0: It's looking uh, great in here, isn't it? I'm loving the spiced uh, apple. I'm loving the songs. I'm feeling really Christmassy. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, it's great. I'm loving the Christmas jumpers as well. There's quite a few vintage Christmas jumpers kicking around, which is great. I was going to go for that, um, but I opted out of that because I thought, it's, baby, it's cold outside. But actually, when you come inside, it gets warm and, warm and warmer and warmer. And if you're anything like me, Inside, under the jumper, would be a little bit like Niagara Falls. It would just be absolutely (laughs) dripping with sweat. So I don't know if you're regretting wearing the Christmas jumper now. Hopefully not. You know, over Christmas, we go through 300 million mince pies in the UK. We consume 300 million mince pies. I think a third of that is just my family. We go through 6 million rolls of sellotape with our Christmas wrapping in the UK over the Christmas period. And in West Lothian, uh, they grow billions billions of sprouts ready for the Christmas uh, preparation because we all love sprouts, don't we? But that's for Edinburgh, for Scotland, for the UK, and for Europe as well. It's all kicking off and it's all happening. And basically today, I just want to share a few thoughts. I'm going to just tell a story. And in the next sort of like 45 minutes, I'm just joking, five minutes, a couple of people panicking over there. They're kind of looking for their coat. In the next five or so minutes, I'm just going to share a story. And it's not the story that you would imagine. There's no shepherds, there's no kings, there's no stars, there's no little donkeys. There's no kind of awe factor and cute factor. But it's a story that I'm sure you'll be familiar with. It's a story that despite being older than 2,000 years old, it's actually really relevant today, I think. And it's a story of two sons and a father. And these two sons have everything that they need. They've got, like, belonging. They've got their identity. They've got their place in their family. They've got all the stuff that the father provides for them. They've got home. They've got all they need. But despite this, one of the sons decides that he wants to go to his dad, and he wants his inheritance early. We're kind of tracking. We know the story. And he says to his dad, hey, can you just hurry up and give me the money? Like, I, I... I know that I get it when you die with my inheritance, but can I have it like, can I have it early? I'm not sure if there was a sale on at John Lewis or we had a massive Christmas list to get through, but he wanted his cash now. And we've got to remember in this story, in this setting, in first century Palestine, that was a massive insult. Like basically saying that to your dad was a little bit like saying, can you just hurry up and die? Can you just hurry up and die? I can't wait for my inheritance. Like, I just kind of need it now. So yeah, yeah, just, just hurry up and die. It would have been an awful insult. So the father, heartbroken, shamed, humiliated, but willing, gives his son the money. And the sun goes off to spend, spend, spend. If you kind of imagine it in today's setting, he would have gone all out. He would have parted hard. He would have been at all the nightclubs that you would want to be at. He would have been eating at all the top restaurants that you would want to be at. He would have been maxing out on his credit cards. He would have been going into his overdraft. He would have been binging on Netflix. He would have been doing the whole Amazon Prime, next day delivery every day. He would have been just buying, 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 buying. But the problem was, it didn't satisfy him. It didn't didn't fill him. I think maybe in, in the society that we live in today, we can get caught up, can't we, in this whole thing about fame. Like we can be famous in five minutes, sometimes for only five minutes. But it can be about fame and followers, and we can get caught up in it all, and we can come up empty. The sun in our story comes up empty. Jim Carrey, who's an actor and he's a comedian who we all know, Jim Carrey once said this, I wish everybody could become rich and famous and have everything that they ever wanted so they see it's not the answer. Everything they ever wanted because it's not the answer. So here in our story, the son, he's literally maxed out on the spending. He's broke and the problem is, the turning point comes where his money runs out, and so does his popularity. His money runs out, and, and so does his friends. And the story hits an all-time low, when he basically becomes homeless, he becomes jobless, he becomes friendless, he's broke, he's lost, he's called, and now he's hungry. And the story goes on to say that he actually finds himself eating food that is meant for the pigs. He's less than human, if you like. He's dehumanized, eating food for animals. And he's thinking, "I I I should just go home. I should just return home. But he's not sure if the father's going to welcome him back. He's already shamed him. He's already humiliated him. He's already annoyed him. He's rocked the boat too much. Can he make the journey home? Will his father even welcome him back? But what he doesn't know is, what he didn't realize, is that every day his father was looking out for him. Every day the father was going to the edge of the village, looking out desperately for his boy. And he's gone right the way through the town, right through the village, to the very edge of the village. He's desperately looking for his boy. And the reason why he's gone to the edge of the village, because in first century Palestine, in that culture, in that community, if you shame your family name, if you humiliate and bring shame upon your family, you weren't welcome back. And actually the community that lived there, they would go to the edge of the village and before he would get there, they would smash clay pots down at his feet. It was called the Kezazar ceremony. And they would basically say, you're not welcome back. You're cut off from the community. The breaking of the pots was a symbol of the broken relationship that the son had created with the father. The father doesn't want that to happen, so he's gone to the very outskirts of the village. He wants to be the one that sees the son first. He wants to get to his son before the community and the people do. He wants to be the first person that his son sees. And he sees him. He sees him in the distance. He sees his boy. He sees his son far off, messed up, broken, dirty, tail between his legs and making his way back home. He sees him. And do you know what the father does? The father begins to run. He's going after his boy. He's running after his son. What we need to remind ourselves is in this culture, in this setting, men over the age of 30 didn't run. It was embarrassing, it was humiliating for a man over the age of 30 to run. But he doesn't care. The dad doesn't care. This is his boy. He's going after his boy and he's running towards his son. Remember the clothing that they would wear, first century Palestine. It's a long gown. What does the father have to do? He has to gather his gown up. He has to pull it up, exposing his legs. Again, a big, massive cultural no-no. He pulls his gown up so that his legs are free to run, bringing shame upon himself, bringing humility and and, and this humble act, a shameful act of of just exposing his his bare legs in public. And he's running to his boy. When he gets to his son, imagine the joy that's in his heart. This is a dad who's been desperate for his son to come home. And he's running towards him, his heart exploding with joy. And he gets to his son before the people do, and he puts his arm around his boy. He takes his cloak off, and he puts the cloak around his boy, telling everybody in the the village, in the community, I've got him. I've covered him. He's got my blessing. I I, I cover him, and I'm bringing him back. I've got his back. He puts his arm around him. He then takes his ring off and gives him his signet ring. He puts a signet ring on his finger that says, You are part of my family. You belong. You carry my namesake. You're my boy. And then he walks him home. He walks his boy home. Now, if you're uh, someone who suffers from FOMO, the fear of missing out, the party that the father threw, this is, this is one, if you were not, you'd have suffered serious FOMO. Because this was the party of all parties. Like, you don't want to miss out on this party. This was the party where the father would be, have been weeping with joy. There would have been huge celebrations as the son returns home. What a joyful thing. What an amazing moment significant moment. Here's the thing. At Christmas, in the person of Jesus, we see the God who runs towards us. At Christmas, in the person of Jesus, we see the God who runs towards us by being born a baby, being born into flesh and born, by wrapping himself in skin, born to set us free, Christ, our Savior, is born. He's born to liberate us. He's born to bring freedom. He's born to redeem us and He's born to restore us. He's born to lead us. He's born to love us. He's born to show us a different way to live and how to love and how to accept and how to bring people out of where they are and bring them to a place where they're seen, where they're heard, where they're loved, where they're cared for, where they're home. Home doesn't need to be a physical building or a, or a location. Home is the place where we're seen, heard, loved, accepted. Home is where we are in relationship. Jesus is born to do all them things. Jesus is born to lead us home. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. It's absolutely awesome. I'm just going to have a moment of just allowing that to to percolate, to percolate, to simmer as we brew on it. I can't think of any more drinking analogies. But in a moment, we're going to sing Silent Night. And my encouragement would be as we think about Jesus being born, as we think about the journey, as we think about all that God has done and all that Jesus wanted to achieve. Because Jesus didn't stay a baby as we know. He achieved all these things. He lived a life that's just incredible. He actually lived a life and he gave his life. Not just exposing his legs, but humiliating his near naked body on the cross. given of himself and not dying, not staying dead, but coming back again.